everybody. Welcome to another live episode of the Innovative Disruptors podcast. We are really, 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 really lucky to have Liz Mason and Blake Jordan here with High Rock Accounting. So, uh, one more really. <laughs> one more really. No, and, and Liz, I mean, I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I'm kind of fanboying out right now because I do see everything you do with the Zero community and everything. So to get the chance to talk to you and, you know, everything, I'm just like, eek, a little bit. You know uh, what I mean? Well, so you. I'm excited. We're the really, 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 really lucky ones here to be hanging out with you on this beautiful afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and then Brandy, I've known Brandy when she worked over at Zero. She helped me out with some slide decks and making sure that I knew how to. Yeah. Making (laughs) sure that I knew how to talk properly public speaking, because when I first started, it was bad. (laughs) It was was something special. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, I'm excited, guys. I'm happy to have you guys on. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your history and your background. All right. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. So I'll tell you like the 5,000 foot answer about me and my background. Basically, I'm a pain in the butt. I like things to be efficient and innovative. I hate that our industry kind of takes advantage of people and doesn't take advantage of technology advancements. And I want to fix it. And so I've been on this mission to focus on humans and focus on technology in a way that actually helps people. Love it. Love it. What better mission is there for that? You know, trying to better the industry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an uphill battle, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. (laughs) I've I've had conversations that I've got a lot of resistance from a lot of people for some of the stuff I say. I don't need that. Oh, yeah. No, you kind of do. You kind of do. So especially with with the recent change that's been going on. Just mute the haters. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I should. I probably should. But it, it gets hard to sometimes. It absolutely <laughs> so, does. I hear so, Brady, you. tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself, please. I feel like after that, I should have gone first because now I got to follow, <laughs> you know, should have thought that through. So I have a varied background from art to business operations to training, facilitation. Also, like you said, personal speaking or professional speaking. Now I can't do it. It's fine. And it's a kind of when I met you, I was at Zero doing a lot of work with your Zero ambassadors, content related, making sure we're educating the public. And now I'm with Liz as her concept alchemist, taking all her ideas and putting them into reality. Wow, I love it. And that must be a full time job because Liz, no Liz is just throwing <laughs> stuff out left and right. Next thing I know, I, I got, I've got this other company or I'm doing this, I'm doing oh, yeah, that. Exactly. Like I, I, I've seen your tweets. I hear you trying to take over the world, Liz. I, see I am. It. I totally. <laughs> hashtag CPA world domination. Yep. Use it. But for real, we do have a Slack channel called the Idea Park for things that won't happen now. But just, you know, ideals for later. So Brandy will have a job <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah. Every year I'll be <laughs> launching something new for her probably. I love yep. it. That's, That's cool. That, that. <laughs> I like that idea and I might have to implement that on my team. They're going to hate it, but because I'm always throwing stuff out and just like, hey, hey, this is what I want to do. Can we make it work? And then just like, I, get, I always get the, ah, let me see. Well, that sounds familiar. It's the innovator's dilemma, right? <laughs> so, all right. So tell us a little bit about High Rock Accounting first. Tell us a little bit yeah. about Yeah. 
So I founded HyRock seven years ago with the idea that we could do everything in the cloud, which you're very familiar with as well. It's a great concept, right? Well, seven years ago, there were only a few firms doing this, right? The technology wasn't as good as it is today. It was difficult to integrate different apps. The ecosystem just wasn't ready yet. And so it was fun to be on that front line of firms adopting this tech and being able to innovate in our own right and pulling in these services and helping advise them and letting them grow and develop into what we see today, which of course we have more of about a 40% adoption rate of cloud tech in this country. But depending on the, the way you look at it, that could be 40% of the firms have adopted one cloud-based technology platform in their firms, not necessarily that they're all cloud-based. And mm -hmm. HireOx has been cloud-based from the start. So this remote working environment for us has not actually been an issue, minus the fact that Brandy and I are sitting way closer than six feet apart today, mostly because I wanted to be in the office for this. I sterilized yeah. everything. Also, neither one of us have had any symptoms. And so, you know, hopefully it's safe. But if it's she so kills off. me, just blame her. Blame her. You're not um, off. <laughs> it's allergies. Uh-huh. And then on top of that, I came out of large public accounting, right? So if anyone's worked in large public accounting, you know that it's basically the people on top make as much money off of the people on the bottom and how many billable hours they can work. And I thought that that was total BS. And so from there, I said, okay, so how do we create a firm that utilizes cloud-based technology and bills based on value, not based on hours, plus utilizes all of this to take care of our humans? And so the people that really matter in our firm are the ones that we build these systems and these innovations and these efficient tech stacks for so that they can have a life and enjoy that life as an accountant, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, of course, a novel concept, even though to me that seems like basic, and I'm sure to you as well, seems like basic human kindness and what you should do in this mm -hmm. world. But unfortunately, that's not our industry at the moment. And I'm hoping that we can, you know, keep poking people, dropping coins in ponds and creating <laughs> ripples and doing as much as we can to get people on board with that. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the billable hour. I can't tell you how. It's well, a dirty I, word. Don't say I, it. I, <laughs> it's offensive. Yeah. Let's just say I, yeah. I, yeah. So I have PTSD with that word. You say that <laughs> word and I immediately have anxiety and I want to go take a Xana. <laughs> Yeah, I immediately got rid of that as well internally because I said I just, I had too much trouble with my old firm. And But no, I, I love the concept. I love the idea and everything. So with that, and I want to say those of you guys that are listening that are CPAs out there, no, CPAs, accountants, what we're about to talk about is going to be something that's going to be for you. If you're working for somebody and you're unhappy, this is going to be for you. So let's jump right into it because I want to know about it too. If I would have known about this probably two, two years ago, I'd probably be working for Nucleus and not ZTX. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about Nucleus and I'm kind of jumping the gun, but, but please jump right into it because I'm excited for those, everybody that's especially unhappy. And now there's a lot of people that are still being forced to work in the office, still being required to go in regardless of what's going on. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so Brandy is the architect of the Nucleus project. So I think this is a great oh, question for you to answer. Really? Yeah. Well, you have a much better background story to it. But the concept in a nutshell with Nucleus is we are developing a program to help support CPAs that want to branch out on their book of business. Because branching out on your own is pretty scary, you know, especially when you think about all the things that's involved in owning your own company. You know, and there's so many things that you don't think about or don't even know how you're going to be able to achieve. So what we've done is built out an in-depth 
training program to teach you how to run your book of business, how to be an entrepreneur, how to develop, you know, sales and networking and work your clients successfully while then providing the back office support needed in order to support you to do that. So you come in with everything. We provide marketing, we provide the training, we provide the back office, we provide licensing, access to counsel, all of those things are all provided for you. So what you can focus on is building your book of business. And with that, you also get ongoing coaching throughout the year. Like every, we'll be meeting, coaching, working you through to help you actually build it so that you can be your own boss and build your own company. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Jose, how many insurance policies do you have for your <laughs> practice? Three. Three. Yeah, and I've that's actually cyber, cyber plus media with a media mm-hmm. writer on there because I go too much live and I may say yep. something that might make somebody mad. <laughs> um, no, not you. <laughs> general liability and then just my regular E and O insurance that I need. Do you yeah. have workers comp? It's not required in Texas, so no. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah we have five insurance policies. And to get those quoted is such a pain in the butt. Like I have spent hours upon hours every year, like just renewing insurance policies. And so part of this program was built from the fact that there's a better way to do this together, right? You don't have to be an independent person figuring it all out yourself. You can still own your book of business and build it with the support of a back office team and somebody that's going to make sure all of those like, details and nitty gritty BS things that you have to deal with as an entrepreneur taking care of for you. No, and I I think that that's great because, you know, for me, trying to figure that out was horrible. Horrible. And like you said, it takes forever. And then they start sending you a bunch of stuff. You're like, I don't know what half of this stuff means, (laughs) you know? And so you're like, you're reading it, you're investigating it. And something that should take 10 minutes takes usually an hour and a half. Because for me, I have to read everything. I have to. I want to know what I'm signing. Yeah, and you should. You absolutely yeah. read all the terms of services. I try okay. to at least. Get I'm that guy. I read the big ones, like the important ones, not the update. Like, do you want to be able to use your iPhone? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. I'm going to sign that one no matter what. But the ones on new products and services, I absolutely read. And especially if I'm connecting anything to zero, mm-hmm. I definitely read it. And so yeah. it's just like, I don't know what kind of information you're going to pull. And, you know, so, yeah, those are the ones that we specifically try to make sure to read because, yeah, the last thing well, I and want data is- privacy is so important right now. And it's terrifying what people can do with the data that they have just in their financial accounting systems. And people don't even realize like, oh, I'm going to hook up this bank through this feed with this extra zap going through it. And I'm like, do you know how many people have access to your backend financial data? Do you want that? Are they using it for good or evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So I've got Morgan who, who works with me and she's, she's got an IT security background. So when I brought her on first, she was just like, hey, let me take a look at your systems. Luckily, I was okay, but she's just like, let's go ahead and tighten things up a little bit. So now it's like, I feel like we're not impenetrable by any means. You know, no one is, but it's a lot better than what it was, you know? So I'm like, I've been lucky to, to have her. Yeah. Without her, I'd be just kind of flying solo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah, trying to figure this stuff out. So, so I think that's amazing. I mean, and so from what I'm hearing, so I guess my first question is going to be, do you have to be a CPA to be part of this group? That's a yes and no. <laughs> so, so ideally. 
So no, you technically don't have to be a CPA to apply or be accepted into the Nucleus program. However, we're targeting our marketing at CPAs because it's an easier sell, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, CPA firms tend to be the ones where you have people in practice doing the billable hour grind for a very long time. And they tend to be the ones that are looking to build their own book of business and have the expertise mm -hmm. to do so. But by no means is it limited to only CPAs. If there's an EA who's been grinding away, working on tax for 25 years and has all the knowledge needed to be an excellent controller or CFO, they are absolutely welcome to apply. What about, let's say, somebody who's in the process of studying for their CPA and they want to go out on their own because, and I came across this, my old firm was like, yeah, we want you to pass your CPA. And then when I started studying, somehow magically I got more and more and more work. And then when I would stop <laughs> studying, the work would dissipate. So I'm just like, okay, you want me to get it, but then you don't want me to get it because you, you have to pay me more? Well, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. So I guess that's my question. Would somebody like that be able to apply? Yeah. So we're looking for at least five years of true accounting experience. So as long as they meet that then absolutely they can apply. I think it's hard for people with less than that to come in and be a true advisor to their clients. They just haven't seen enough. But if there's somebody like that listening that has less than the five years and is like, but I want to do this, apply for a job at Hyrock. We'll hire you and we'll let you spin off. I love it. No, that's awesome. I love that. I think that's great because being part of the rat race, I mean, public accounting right now is gruesome. It's, it's, it's a grind, you know, and tax season it just I, I think the five years is a good mark i think that's a very good mark because at that point you've seen enough to where you can at least like you said start to be that advisor start to get to that point where you can help your clients out i think that's a good good kind of metric so part of the training program you said so then if i understand correctly just so you apply and you get accepted and then you come in and you go through a training program now do you have to have clients or can you come in without clients and the part of the program is going to be you guys with the marketing helping them get clients right so you can come in with or without clients okay. because we've had some interest with people that already have a few clients of their own and we can certainly have that conversation but coming in without clients is kind of the point because that's mm -hmm. part of that leap of faith and jumping out on your own to begin with is, you know, all right, we're here, we're going to support you, we're going to help you get it. That's why we have the marketing, you know, and we want people that are on in specific niche areas too, because we can funnel leads as well. So when we get interest in different areas, send that to them as well. So yes, they don't need to come in with a book of business the ideas to help them build that. So you just touched on a really important piece of this. And so traditionally, when you're looking at companies that expand in this way by pulling in professionals at a higher level, they're very oriented by location or physicality. And in my opinion, that's total BS. And that's also at least 25 years old in the way that this should be done. People should be focusing on what they're actually really good at. So what niche do they understand? What do they love to focus on? If they're obsessed with estheticians, then go freaking do all esthetician work, right? Work with thousands of them. You know, if you are obsessed with specific industries like manufacturing, which has crazy accounting, and, you know, if you're not specialized in that, a lot of times you miss stuff because you don't understand the way that all the manufacturing accounting works, right? Mm -hmm. Like, focus on that. And so the goal is to get each of the Nucleus candidates coming in and picking their niche, and then we can funnel them leads exactly like Brandy described through our marketing engines. No, I love it. I mean, that sounds to me, you hit the nail on the head there geographically, you know, because so for us, you know, I've got Morganson here in Houston with me. I've got Samantha, who's in New York, who helps me on the tax side. And then I've got Camille 
who was in the Philippines, mm-hmm. all over the world, you know, yeah. and it's top talent. I'm lucky because I feel like they do a good job and I feel like, you know, they provide the level of service that I want to, to my clients. And it's again, not geographically central, you know, cause I know the big thing is people want to work from home or they want to work, you know, virtually or remotely and things like that. So I guess my next question leading into that is, is part of the training, helping people transition from being in an office in a cubicle or to maybe how to work from home? Cause it is a completely different beast. Absolutely. And so really the development of the training program, Brandy has been spearheading the majority of it, but the way I've been guiding her has been based on what I would have wanted, right? And so when I first started Hyrock, I was clueless, right? Like people told me owning your own business is going to be really difficult. Like you're going to have to work a ton. I don't really think this is a good idea at this moment in your life. All the, you know, naysayers. And I said, I'm going to do it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And did, and then realized that there were so many Many other things I didn't consider. Like, yes, I can figure out how to file for insurance and how to get the CPA designation on the firm and how to do all the mechanics of it. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. I can figure out how to use accounting technology like no one else. But what do you do when you have a high level question and you don't have anyone to go to? Or what do you do when your tax software breaks and it's 10 hours before the filing deadline and you can't get through to, you know, the support people and your computer might actually just be broken, but you have no freaking clue. Like, what do you do? How do you handle that? What do you do when you're having a mental breakdown because you feel like you're failing at like helping every single client at the same time and they're all texting you and now you feel like you can't even answer your phone, right? Like, how do you handle that and what does it look like? And it took me probably a good three years on my own to get through the emotional side of learning how to be an entrepreneur and even like, how do you critically think better, right, than you did before? And how do you do this without support of anybody? And so a lot of the training is dedicated to getting people into the entrepreneurial mindset and figuring out what that actually is and what resources are available and where do you find those? Or even things like if you're a CPA and you need CPE, where do you get free CPE? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times your first couple of years, you don't really want to pay for it, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you find that? You know, those types of things are extremely important and also I think glazed over in too many ways when you're looking at the education that people get. Yeah. The one word that stuck out to me is support. Because yeah, when you go out on your own, you are out on your own. You have to make the distinction. It's like, okay, how am I going to treat this specific tax item that comes in? What do I do? How do I report it? You know, or yeah, like you said, your system goes down. Cause I remember what was a couple of years ago, CCH access went down like 414 or 415 yep. before the deadline. And I remember we like, we were scrambling, like, what, what do we do? Right. Or like Drake this year, it went down mm-hmm. for like three days on me. And I'm just like, Okay, nothing I can really do here. So the support has been now. I've been lucky just to I've been able to build out like a group of people that I can talk to and everything. But I realize not everybody's outgoing as social as I am. You know, I I make friends with everybody. You know, (laughs) yeah, you make friends like standing in line at the drugstore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whether they want to be your friend or not. Oh no, they're gonna talk to me. They're gonna talk to me. So but but you bring up a great point is that support system. And so my thought process or from what I'm hearing here is that essentially you're scared to go out on your own because of the uncertainty, because of you're not sure how you're going to get the business. You're worried about how to even run it. Sounds like you guys cut all that uncertainty out and just be like, you can allow these people to live essentially their dream that they want yeah, to absolutely. go out on their own. And I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be a lot of work. 
They yeah. will still have to build a book of business and mm-hmm. create those relationships and become an advisor. And growth is often painful, right? So coming out of public accounting as a manager, senior manager, even a senior, you have a very different mindset than you need to have as an entrepreneur. And the growth to get from point A to point B is really difficult and it can be painful. But that's part of the reason why we decided coaching was mandatory through this so that we can keep a pulse on everyone and make sure that we are supporting them through it and helping them see the light at the end of the tunnel and figure out like, how does this actually make my life amazing? Because quite frankly, I could not imagine working for somebody ever again. Oh, no, me either. Mm -mm. Me either. I thought about it and I was just like, no, I could not, especially if they're making me go into the office right now. Like, no, that's not going to fly. You know, it's funny because when I first went out on my own, I had a really, really, really big client and there was a lot of moving pieces, you know, and I had to figure all that on my own nights up all night researching and everything. And then we got into a disagreement and then they decided to stop paying me. And so I'm just like, what do I do at this point? And I remember I was just kind of stressing out, mm-hmm. you know, like panic attacks just about, cause it's just like, what do I do with this? And Oh, that would have been nice. <laughs> I just say that would have been nice to have something, some kind of guidance or something. Or same thing. I mean, you know, I've had to learn how to market myself, how to build my own brand. You know, I, I've learned that kind of on my own, but I'm not a natural salesman. I'm not, you know, I've had to learn how to be a salesperson, how to go out and, you know, close a deal. I mean, I, I can get in front of the door with, with my charisma. I will say that. But then at that point, I say, okay, I got to close the deal. And I've had to learn that on my own. And I've missed out on a couple because mm-hmm. I will say I'm not a great closer. Yeah, but it's just different things like that would have been nice to kind of get started because I feel like that would have helped me. And then having that support of knowing, okay, I'm about to bring on this big client. How the heck am I going to do this? You know, it's not enough to warrant to hire someone new. So what do I do? Do I bring someone new and then just eat that up and to maybe, you know, figure out how to bring them on, bring them on part time? Like, how am I going to do that in order to be able to service his clients? And then again, bringing that person on, are they going to be worth anything? Are they going to be any good or not? <laughs> yeah, how you know? do you know people? What does yeah. that process look like? Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> that, to, me, to me, that has been the hardest thing is how to hire people, you know, because it just seems like you put out there. So I, I was looking for somebody part-time to help me and you put out there cloud accounting, work from home, you know, whatever. I mean, I got flooded with, with applications, but it was just all they care about is they see work from home. You know, and nobody had any cloud experience. Nobody had anything. And I'm just like, you know, and I interviewed a couple of people. I remember I talked to one gentleman. He goes, I'm just looking for some work. And I saw that you were working. I'm tired of my place. I want to work from home. That doesn't fit with our culture. That doesn't fit with what I'm trying to do. Like, if that's all you want to do, like, yeah, go out on your own. <laughs> you do it yourself, you know. And I think this is going to be perfect for those people. It's going to be this program. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people are using small firms as stepping blocks to build their own firm. So they come in and learn, you know, what not to do or what to do and then Mm -hmm. step out into their own shortly after. But I have heard from most other, you know, small to mid-sized accounting firms that hiring people is not easy, right? Mm -hmm. Like either you have the experience you had where you're flooded with terrible resumes or you have the opposite experience where you only get like one resume, and it's like, uh, I need more talent candidates. Yeah, and then the one resume wants like $30,000 more than what you, what you <laughs> can afford to pay them. You can't go back to that whole, okay, regionally, 
having people regionally in it, you know, so yeah, to me, that was the hardest part is hiring people and making sure that I take care of them. And then now I'm the boss and I've had the experience leading people, but now it's like, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. You know, there are days where maybe I haven't worked a little bit more and I got to make payroll. I have to make payroll. Like there is no, you have to make payroll, whether it means not paying myself because, you know, we're working on a big project and, and we've only gotten paid half up front and, you know, we haven't got, or whatever it is, you got to do it. So you got different things like that and how to manage that and everything. That's to me has been the hardest thing for me. And yeah. it just sounds like with you guys, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Like I could just be like, Hey, Hey Brandy, what the heck do I do here? I right. have this problem. Yep. And then, I yeah, and coaching and, then, conversation, and I also have resources in front of us too. And it sounds like you can scale it up easily. So I can go and just get a bunch of clients and not have to worry about bringing people in because you have the resources. Yep, yeah, we have the whole back office team to handle all the bookkeeping. So everything under controller services, we have a team built out and we've, we've been gearing up for this for a while. So we've been training really good bookkeepers. We do have all of our bookkeepers currently in the US and the plan is to remain that way and to train them ourselves from scratch. Mm-hmm. So we're really teaching them cloud-based modeling from the beginning, which makes a big difference when you start looking at tech stacks and understanding how they work. If you take an old school bookkeeper off of QuickBooks desktop and put them into, let's say, Zero plus HubDoc plus you know, Gusto plus Veeam, they're going to be sitting there manually entering things when they don't even realize that they can go ahead and have everything flow through like almost automatically if they started in the HubDoc side, right? And so it's just, you have to retrain them completely. And so we've done that a few times and it's been totally fine with the right people that have the growth efficiency mindset, but we've also failed a few times at training those people. They were great bookkeepers for like QuickBooks desktop or enterprise, excuse me, or even like they probably could function in a like Microsoft Dynamics in like infrastructure, right? But when you start talking like automated workflows, blows their minds. Yeah, to me, you know, because we're fully cloud-based as well and everything. And I've given as, you know, super deep. Some of my zaps are probably way too long for their own good and everything. But (laughs) where I really saw the full power of this was actually for some of our contractor clients, we started implementing Receipt Bank, Workflow Max, and Xero. And oh my gosh, it is so just smooth getting the information into Receipt Bank, pushing it into Workflow Max, and then from Workflow Max, pushing it into Xero, creating the invoices, the bills, everything, pictures of the... I mean, it's automatic. And so that's where I was like, okay, like I always knew it. I always understood it, you know, but that's when I was like, okay, and that's whenever even my staff was just like, oh, click this. Yeah, this is this. This is the cloud. And I'm like, yeah, this is efficiency automated, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. automated and as easy as possible. And then we rolled it out to some of our clients and they were just like that look like, oh, my God, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's my favorite. I always get you can do that. Yeah, yeah. you can. And that's part yeah. of a, a nucleus training, too, is the tech stack and how oh. things integrate. So that's another oh, we're taking on. That's board. awesome because I've spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of money trying to find a good practice management software. I went through, I feel like all of them, and I ended up on teamwork projects, and that one I love. Good. I personally love. So I've heard good things about XPM. So would you mind me asking what practice management software you guys use? Yeah. So actually, we used to use XPM. We moved off of it mostly because my team is a bunch of like melodramatic teenagers sometimes. But XPM, like, quite frankly, is ugly and old looking at the moment. And I have told Zero that feedback loudly and frequently. 
that they need to make it prettier if they want millennials to adopt it. And so unfortunately, we just didn't have full adoption because I do like that system and the, and the reporting is great. So actually right now what we're using is a combination of Flowcast and Active Collab. And so Flowcast does all of our clothes management so we can see in a snapshot on a dashboard what books are closed for every month and where they're sitting and who signed off on it and all the reconciliations pull in. And so that's been really efficient for our reviewers and our management team to be able to see what's happening. And then also in there, you can have checklists of the things that have to be done on a regular basis for those clients. And then we use Active Collab as a light project management system on top of it so that we can track our time. We can see exactly what's happening on each project. And yes, we do track time, even though we killed the billable hour. But I promised it's not down to like two minute increments. And it is definitely for us internally to figure out what projects we're actually profitable on, right? Mm -hmm. Which is important to all of our people because we pay them a percentage of the work that they work on. And so it's really on them to calculate that, but we figured Mm -hmm. we needed to give them a tool to be able to do it appropriately. And then inside of there, we can see all the open projects, what's happening from a daily, weekly, monthly basis, Mm -hmm. and then like have discussions, run reports, all the normal stuff. Wow, that sounds amazing. I've heard a lot about Flowcast. I just I haven't looked at it yet. I may have to check it out now. That's what I heard. I've heard it yeah. is. But thank you for that, by the way. And that's another thing, too, is I feel like when I talk to people, nobody ever wants to divulge their IP. They're just like, no, that's my information. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm a you wide open book. <laughs> yeah, same thing. I'll tell you how it works. I'll tell you how I connect, yeah. you know, everything. Because I feel like that information is out on Google. You know, you can Google that someone's written an article on it or done a video on it, you know, and, and even then, what's the point of hoarding? What's yeah, the why point of hoarding? Know? Yeah, I we mean, it's better with collaboration. Exactly, exactly. So, no, I love it. I love the idea, the premise. I think it's amazing. So everybody, for all you CPAs, EAs out there, five years experience, you're going to want to hop on this if you're ever going out on your own. So it sounds like you can go out on your own with none of the worry of having to do be an entrepreneur and where you guys will train them to be that and then they can't. So then how long does a program last? Is there like a definite amount of time to where then they're like, okay, you graduate or can they stay with you guys? Let's say they just, they like the program. They want to stay forever. They just like to solve or how does that work? That aspect of it work. So the initial training is a two week training. That's the in-depth part of it. And then we look at it yearly after that for your services and coaching and and whatnot, you do not have to leave us. If you want to stay and continue, we can continue to support. But then also, if you decide down the line that you want to buy out your book of business and completely go out on your own, you have that option too. Okay. So we pre-negotiate what that looks like at the end of it. So effectively, this is built for people to be an advisor to their clients, have the back office support, not worry about you know all of the little details, but be able to truly be an accountant for their clients. But at some point, they might decide, I want to be the business owner for real, right? Yes, they like own their book of business. They operate independently. We're never going to track where or when they're working, what they're doing. That's all up to them. We're just providing the support package to seed a baby cas firm, right? And if they decide they want to go out and they want to hire people themselves and they want to build an office and change their brand, not operate under High Rock anymore, they want to operate under something else, they can go ahead and do that. So we pre-negotiated on day one. So they have a path to just take off. Okay. No, I love it. And that thing that's that's great because it doesn't then you're not saying you have to stay with us forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? No, I think that's awesome. But I'll tell you this, if I was getting all that support, 
I wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, why? Because then you have to worry about all that yourself. And so it sounds like, again, correct me if I'm wrong, you can be your own boss without the responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, you still have the responsibility I mean, yeah, well, to bring in enough work to maintain your lifestyle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that's really all you have to worry about. Yeah. So yeah. the more you work, the more you can make. Yeah. But other than that, the rest of the stuff are good. Yeah. Taken care of. Yep. Where were you two years ago? <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could have launched this sooner, but to be quite frank, in order to be able to support these people appropriately, I felt like first off, Hyrock had to go through the second level of scaling. And so what I mean by that is accounting firms traditionally grow with like big increase, flatten, big increase, flatten, right? And so our first big increase was a number of years ago and we got up to about nine people internally and that was a good size firm, but I felt like we needed to go through the second iteration of the big increase to be able to support appropriately other people and also have enough diverse talent to be able to bring them in and have all the back office available right away, right? Mm -hmm. And so we did that last year. We went through about 175% growth. And so we've been working on this program. I've had the idea for five years and been like jotting down notes in a very disorganized manner. Mm -hmm. And then Brandy came on like, what, eight months ago? And has been helping synthesize all of that information and make it useful and helpful. (laughs) It is quite the job, by the way, (laughs) to go into Liz Mason's mind. (laughs) I feel like I need an extra bonus for that. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness gracious. I I will say this. So if you're going to have anybody trying to interpret your ideas. I think you got the right person right there, Liz. I I think so too. I mean, it's not every day you come across somebody that has a diverse background, understands the accounting industry first off, which is a must for this, right? Understands how to teach and train and create visuals that are mind blowing to actually get the point across. Can like coordinate and organize like mass amounts of things and put them into like, I don't know what we call it, organized data. Sure. You should see my desk. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> well, I tell you from experience because I still remember we're putting a slide deck together whenever I was doing a presentation to the tax fest. And, and she's like, hey, send me what your onboarding looks like. And I sent her this really long like thing. I sent it to her within a minute. This is too long. <laughs> Reduce this now. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so then I got it back. And then she was able to take that and make this like freaking slide deck with all these things. And I was like, Oh, magic, right? Damn. I was like, okay. I was like, and then I look at the slide deck I tried to create, and it was. <laughs> it just makes you feel bad about yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm good at that. Like I pulled up a slide deck from maybe five years ago that I presented at a Phoenix startup (laughs) and I was using it like as my base template for this year's Phoenix startup week. And then I threw it away and I didn't show Brandy because I was afraid she would laugh at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I had a Dilbert cartoon on it. Yes. yes. You did show that to me (laughs) or you shared the cartoon in one of those things. Yeah. No, (laughs) that's not how it was. (laughs) We are so much better than a Dilbert cartoon. (laughs) It was funny. You're funny. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, this is this is great, guys. I think this is going to be really powerful for again, especially now with with what's going on. You know, a lot of people are unhappy. I see it. I see it on social media, and then a lot of people like I'll talk to people kind of in DMs and stuff that work at firms, and same thing. They're unhappy, and that's the thing. I want to go out on my own, but it's not feasible, or I just can't do it, or it's too much responsibility. 
you know, I've known certain people that have gone out on their own and then have actually gone back to the firms that they were a partner in the firm left. Mm-hmm. It was too much and they actually went back and had to go back because they just felt, you know, it was overwhelming for them. Yeah, it so is. It is a whole different thing. It's hard. And quite frankly, CPAs are risk averse, right? And most accountants in general are really risk averse. We tend to think worst case scenario, and that's what we're trained to do. We're trained to be super skeptical and think worst case scenario. And so it like penetrates the rest of our lives in a way that, you know, causes really good, talented people that should be out on their own advising clients to not do it because they're not confident enough. Plus, you know, like all the mental health issues we see in large public accounting firms. And mostly because it's in their best interest to make you think you're not good enough to do their job at the top, right? Because Mm -hmm. then you stay and you power through and you work harder and harder and harder to try and prove yourself, right? And so there's kind of like a little bit of a mental game that goes on from a psychological perspective where people are held down in a way. And that also upsets me a lot. Yeah. I'm going to keep my mouth shut, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I agree with you 100% on that. No, like I said, I think this is a great program. I think it's going to be, you know, really, really, really powerful, especially now. So for those of you guys that are looking at this now and wondering, hmm, hmm, can I do it? Yeah, you can. And now you don't have to deal with the same heartaches and headaches and panic attacks and stressful, you know, pulling your hairs out that me and Liz had to go through, you know, first starting off. And what? You get to be handheld. We guide you through. Yeah. Like I said, where were you two years ago, Liz? (laughs) That would have been great. But no, I think it's amazing. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, ladies, where can they find y'all at? So the website is nucleus.highrock.co, C-O. And then the email is also nucleus at highrock.co. Okay. Awesome. There's also a contact form on the website. So. Okay. Perfect. So this this program is live. Yeah, it's oh, live. Yeah. The application is live. It's yep. online. We're taking applications. Our goal originally was to do a May co- cohort in person, but obviously that's not going to happen in our current situation, pandemic world. So we're going to do an online likely cohort for the first one and do it just as a virtual conference for a couple of weeks to get through that training. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then is there going to be a cap as far as how many applications or how many people you guys originally accept and then how does that get to work like so do you reach a certain limit stop and then get them going and then open it up again or what's what's the plan with that or is that none of my business and i need to shut up (laughs) (laughs) no you can ask whatever you want so basically it's rolling admissions so the application will stay live and we'll continue the process of interviewing and working through it with people and making sure they're really ready for this program And then, you know, the first cohort, our goal is to start with five. We want it to be small and we want those people to become really close and help each other as well. And so I think, you know, the smaller the group, kind of the better to start. And so we'll likely see how that goes. And then we might expand to 10 or 15, but I don't want it to be, you know, every month we have a group of 50 starting. That's not the goal of this program at all. Yeah, and I think that would kind of be counterproductive as far as trying to teach all those people at once. Yeah, exactly. So right now it's just me. (laughs) I mean, you have me. (laughs) Well, yeah. But also, you know, we're definitely being selective with the application process and making sure we get the right people at the right time in their career, because obviously we want this to be what's best for them overall. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess another question I have as I'm hearing this is then, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like they also have to kind of fit the culture of what you guys are trying to build there with what's associated maybe with High Rock and 
and nucleus, kind of the culture you're trying to build, correct? So I'm going to pause you. I have a really hard time when people talk about culture fit in terms of like hiring or team building in general, because I think if you only focus on culture, you're going to miss diversity and diversity of thought creates more innovative and better teams. And so we are looking for people from a cultural perspective that understand efficiency and advising clients and can actually do that. I do not care if they are like the majority of my team loves sports and chocolate and whiskey. Like, I don't care about those things. I don't care if they, you know, play tennis or golf or swim for fun or if they jump out of airplanes on a regular basis. That's me. (laughs) But in general, you know, like it doesn't matter if they're, you know, adrenaline junkies like our team. I don't care about those types of things Mm -hmm. at all. What we really care about is their first off, they're in the right place in their career and their life to do this effectively. They have the skills and the ability and are ready to be coached and work through that and really transition into the entrepreneurial world. I love that answer because you're right. I've heard too many people try to focus too much on the culture. And I feel like you can miss out on somebody extraordinary because they don't quite fit, you know, the culture of the firm. So I think that's a great response. So, all right, we're coming up at the end of it, guys. I know Liz, you got to go do another live. You want to do a quick plug for that so everybody watching can see? Yeah, so tax practice news. We're doing, me and Will Lopez from Gusto are talking everything about the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, and, you know, what's happening on the payroll side of things to get people funding through the fun global pandemic we're dealing with at the moment. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I think we're coming up to it. So anything else you guys want to say last before we head out? What can we do to help you? To help me? Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Being part of the zero community, the stuff you post, everything you talk about, please just keep being yourselves because you guys have helped me out tremendously just by being yourselves. Well, thank you. I don't think either one of us know how to be anyone but ourselves because we're so freaking weird, but (laughs) weird. (laughs) Just, yeah, just, I guess I keep being yourselves. For me, I've gained more from the community and the collaborating and primarily more the zero community. Big plug there. You know, than I have anywhere else. And, you know, it is people like you, the leaders in the group, you know, the ambassadors and you guys that are doing everything. Thank you. So that, yeah, you guys have done enough. I feel I like tell so. you, the one thing I learned early on in my entrepreneurial journey was that personally, I respond better when I'm helping others. And also in business, the more help I put out there and the more goodwill I create in the universe, the better luck I have and the faster my company grows and the more good things come to me. And so I don't do this as like a selfish reason. I actually really genuinely want to help people and do as much as I can to support the community. And I think that that should be primary goal number one for everybody that actually cares, right? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And same thing. I've seen myself since I've started to give more and more and more. I mean, everything's going up. Everything's going up. It's like the more you give just unselfishly, just without expectation, it seems like the more the universe gives you back. And and so that's why I'm just, like I said, I'm a wide open book. I've told people, you want to know anything? I'll tell you the dirty. I'll tell you the worst case scenarios of what happened. I don't care. I will tell you you. everything I failed at in detail so that you don't do it. Exactly. Really good stories. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We may have to do another episode with that. Yeah, that would be like five hours long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) For every success I've had, I've had at least five failures. You know, we can do it, and then just cut it up into different episodes. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. So I think that'd well, be really good. Maybe might have to do that over tequila or whiskey. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, we might actually do that in person once this pandemic goes. Yeah, right. Get together and then, yeah, we can do a live thing in person. Yeah. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for watching, guys. You're going to be able to find this on our podcast. And again, nucleus.highrock.co, right? That's yep. where they can go. Contact form, information's on there. CPAs, EAs, if you're ready to go out on your own, this is it. This is it. So, all right, guys, we'll see you all later. Ladies, thank you so much. We'll see you. All right. Bye.